the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Welcome back listeners. Today we have Dr. Myers on who is discussing hip pain in athletes. Dr. Myers, when we left off last week, we were discussing some of the etiologies of athletes with hip pain. Let's please now continue that discussion on your clinical experiences. Abductor avulsion. This is interesting, as you said that some surgeons repair these and some treat them conservatively. What is your opinion on management of this type of injury? Is it a surgical or non-surgical problem? In my experience, we've, we've been very successful in managing the majority of these conservatively. How long before the athlete can typically return to play with or without surgery? Usually it takes about six weeks before they're able to return to play. Again, there have been a few people that have repaired these acutely and they, they're reporting good results as well. It's just in our situation, we found that, that the majority of people we've seen have been able to get back to, to full participation without having to have a repair. Rectus intermedius rupture. The case image that you showed in your presentation shows the muscle bulked up over the quad. I haven't seen this in practice, but it reminded me of how patients get the so-called Popeye muscle when they tear their proximal biceps tendon and the muscle retracts distally. How do you manage this? Is it an injection, therapy, surgery? Uh, again, this is something that commonly occurs as a kind of a forceful eccentric contraction. So we'll see it in a, in a sprinter or sometimes in a and a kicking athlete as they go to strike the ball, they'll, they'll feel a pop. Our treatment for this has been a corticosteroid injection into the injury and then pretty aggressive physical therapy, focusing on some grasping, uh, some eccentric strengthening, and then gradual return to activities. And what I've seen is that's usually about, about six weeks. Sports hernia. Dr. Myers, can you please explain to our listeners what is a sports hernia? And what are some common exam findings? What are some treatment options for a sports hernia? Is it common to also have FAI? Sports hernia is a little bit of an outdated term. What they prefer to call it now is a core muscle injury. But it's oftentimes a, a mismatch between the abdominal musculature attaching on the pubic ramus superiorly and the adductor musculature originating from there from, from below. And oftentimes there'll be a tear of that kind of aponeurosis where those two come together. Uh, typical exam findings will be, will be pain with a resisted sit-up, pain with resisted adduction. Uh, typical complaints of this will be kind of discomfort down, you know, almost kind of where on their pubic bone is, you know, and that's, you know, you know, relatively a deep, deep position down there. And then, from a surgical standpoint, that's not something that, that we typically handle. That's something that the general surgeons will handle. So, uh, and they have a variety of, of techniques which which they employ there. And I'm I'm probably not you know educated enough to be able to to walk you through those. Morel Lavalle lesion. I have actually seen this a few times, but the times I saw it were from things other than sports. Can you please explain to our listeners what this is and how does it present? Please explain to our listeners how you would manage this injury. Do you ever aspirate them or debride them arthroscopically or an injectosclerosing agent? So I have not done any of those, anything to them. So a Morel-Lavalle lesion is a, 
internal degloving injury between the uh, the fascia and what we have we've seen people that have had them aspirated multiple times. They seem just to reaccumulate. So what we have the way we've managed them is with uh, compression shorts, oftentimes a, a hip spiker wrap, just to put some compression on that area. And then once the the lesion starts to go down and the patients are feeling comfortable in in returning to activities, depending on what activity that is, we may build them a custom pad to protect the area so they don't continue to take shots on it. Dr. Myers, you put up a slide regarding athletes with hip pain and pearls about athletes with hip pain, and I was hoping you would elaborate on these for our listeners. I'll read out and then please comment. Listen to the patient. It gets really easy in medicine uh, to take a look at the patient's x-rays and their imaging studies and walk into the, you know, you've already seen those before you see the patient. And so you walk in with a kind of a preconceived idea of what's going on. And for some things, that's, you know, that's very helpful. If you see somebody who has an obvious fracture, well, it doesn't necessarily their history isn't as important as, hey, we got to get to the treatment of this. But with hip problems, it's it's different because with a, a large percentage of the population having abnormal findings on their imaging studies, our job is to figure out if those abnormal findings are contributing to the reason that they show up, showed up to see in the office that day. And so I, I want to listen to the patient and see, do their symptoms match up with, with uh, what I see on their imaging studies and what, what do their what do their symptoms tell me about what I think is going on with their, with their hip or their knee or whatever we happen to be seeing them for? Be concerned when a strain does not act like a strain. There's a lot of people that will come in and they'll, they'll say they've had a, you know, a groin strain for six months. Well, muscle injuries, pretty unusual for a muscle injury, whether it's a groin, quad, pec, to to linger for six months and that be truly the only thing that's going on. So you have to be suspicious that there's some other pathology going on other than just this persistent, you know, muscle strain. And so when, when somebody tells me they've had a groin strain for six months, I I tend to want to dig deeper and figure out what else, what truly is going on. Don't confuse abnormal morphology with pathology and I just want to throw in here, in your presentation, you described someone with positive x-ray findings of a cam lesion, but wound up having a sports hernia. Right. So, again, just because somebody has cam impingement on their uh, x-rays doesn't necessarily mean that that's why they're there and their their symptoms are coming from hip impingement and the labral tear. They may have cam impingement, but they may have their symptoms and their complaints may be more consistent with somebody who has a lumbar spine problem, or maybe more consistent with somebody who has athletic pubalgia, or maybe more consistent with somebody who's had an acute muscle or tendon injury. So just because their x-rays are are abnormal doesn't mean that they're, the reason that they're there that day is because of those abnormal findings. And last pearl, expect the unexpected. Right. So weird things show up. And if you're, if you're not if you don't have your your antenna up for for something that isn't just your run of the mill, this is if you're seeing a lot of hip patients, if this is you're expecting everybody to have FAI and a labral tear, well, they may have that, but they may have something else that's going on too. And so, 
your job is not just to to find the easy things that are there for you, but also to to dig a little bit deeper and make sure that you're you're very thorough in their in their evaluation and and giving giving them the attention that they deserve. Dr. Myers, have we missed anything you would like to share with our audience? No, I think you've done a very thorough job, and and I I, I thank you guys for having me on. I wish you guys the best of luck, and if I can help in any way, please let us know. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you for joining the OrthoPAC podcast. We also welcome you to visit our website, paos.org, where members can download virtual conference content and get Category 1 CME. Also, if you're a non-member and you're interested in our CME content, please visit the aapa.org Learning Central for the PAOS virtual content.